this weekend. Join Vision CEO Phil Edwards for Sunday Morning Together. Each week, Phil is joined by pastors from across Australia as they minister to us all. Communion, conversation, encouragement and a smorgasbord of great songs help us focus on God's character and promises. Sunday Morning Together with Phil Edwards on Vision and on demand every Sunday in the free Vision Christian Media app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. One of the easiest things to do is to snipe at this thing they call church from the outside. And if the truth be known, a whole bunch of people are prone to sniping at it from the inside as well. They're the ones who, instead of putting their roots down into the fertile soil of community, well, they're like pot-bound Christians. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again. Today we're going to take another look at this thing called church from a different perspective. We're talking this week about what it means to flourish in the house of the Lord. See, flourish, it's such a wonderful word, such an abundant word. And that's God's word for what he wants for you and me in his family in this thing we call church. Now, sometimes people who call themselves Christians, well, they've had enough of this church thing. Lots have, lots have left, and yet still believe in Jesus Christ. Instead of being planted in the house of the Lord, they become pot plant Christians. And when we're pot bound, have you ever seen a tree or a plant that's pot bound? You pull it out of its pot and its roots are all gnarled, and sometimes you can't even get it out of the pot. Depotting can be painful. Sometimes you have to break the pot or prune the root ball, but it's necessary for the health of the tree. Psalm 92 verse 13 says this, When they are planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Have you been in an office building and seen some pot plants, and they're they're individual pot plants, but they're put in a container, they kind of put bark or stones over the top, And there's this illusion that they're all in the one pot. But the reality is, under the bark or the stones, they're still in their pots, separated from one another. Now, let's not kid ourselves. Am I pot-bound? Are you pot-bound? Are we attending a church or being a part of a Christian fellowship and yet still not putting our roots down, still not truly being part of God's plan? What's my pot? What's, What's your pot? Is it maybe a past hurt? Is it maybe a cultural thing? You don't feel that you fit in with the other people. Have we become cynical? Are we we afraid of being hurt? I don't feel like this or that. I feel out of place. There are so many reasons for being pot-bound. But an amazing thing happens when you take a plant out of a pot. Maybe the plant's small and stunted and gnarled and you put it in the ground and you let its roots grow down deep into the ground like an attitude of heart that we need to have a deep attitude of heart. It gets strength. It grows. It does things it could never have done. In that pot, it bears fruit. Now, you might say to me, but Bernie, I, I've been to church or I go to church and it just I feel dead. In this so-called fellowship, I feel like there are no connections. There's no relationship. Have you ever seen a deciduous tree during the winter? It looks dead. It, it just looks like a bunch of sticks that have died. And yet in the season of winter, in the time of trial, cold, windy, blowing, that tree is storing up sap and getting ready to blossom in the spring. So often God calls people to a fellowship. He calls them to a place 
and they transplant themselves before they bear fruit in that place. Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 6. Flip there if you have a Bible. It's a parable, a story. Jesus told it. He said, A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. That was an odd thing to do. And he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I've been coming looking for fruit on this fig tree and I still haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? And the gardener replied, Sir, leave it alone just for one more year and I'll dig around it and, and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well, well and good. But if not, then you can cut it down. What was a fig tree doing in a vineyard? Have you ever thought about that? The answer is the owner planted it there. Sometimes we feel a bit like that little fig tree in a vineyard. Sometimes we look at the vines and they look at us and they're growing grapes and well, we're growing figs and we think, oh no, I don't belong here. Yet in this parable, it was clearly the owner's choice where to plant the fig tree and he put it smack bang in the middle of a vineyard. And in God's family, I believe that it's God's choice where to plant the fig tree, you and me. Oh, I feel this, I feel that, it's too hard. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I don't believe it is up to us to get up and go. Are we operating in the flesh or the spirit? Are we following our feelings or following God? If the owner came looking for you where he planted you, would he find you there? And, and would he find you bearing fruit because a mature tree should be producing fruit? See, it's not a tree inspection. The owner doesn't come to look at the bark or the texture or the shape or the colour of the leaves. The owner's looking for fruit. God's the owner. God's not interested in looks or feelings. He's interested in fruit. And in the church, God wants it to be full of established trees producing fruit, flourishing in the courts of our God, flourishing in the house of the Lord. Something's wrong if there's no fruit. Maybe if you go to God and you pray about it, God might tell you, I think you're in the wrong church. I'd like you over here or over there. Now, my hunch is that that's the minority of us, vastly the minority, because there is no perfect church that completely suits our needs. But if you feel that God is saying to you, I've got somewhere else for you to go, there's a new fellowship, a new thing that I'm doing, well, for goodness sake, get up and go. But if God comes back to you when you pray about this and says, no, you are in the right place, well, maybe it's time to stay. But God, if I'm in the right place, if this is where you wanted me planted, I'm a fig tree and they're all grapevines. Well, maybe it's time to break the pot. Maybe it's time to be a fig tree where God has planted us. Flip in your Bible again, Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 5. You might have heard me speak about these verses before in a different context. Here Jesus says, look, don't judge so that you may not be judged, for with the judgment that you make, you will be judged, and with the measure that you give, you will be measured. You see, we love to judge other people, especially if we're a fig tree in their grapevines. We love to condemn and backstab and gossip. People do. I can't believe what Mary did the other day. I mean, I don't want to gossip, but I would never have done it that way. How often do you sit with people who say, I'm a Christ follower, and yet you hear them use language like that about other people? That's judgmental. Jesus says, don't do it, otherwise I will judge you. I used to be in bondage to this. I used to have a saying before I came to Christ, it's so hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. I was critical. I used to get so frustrated, and it was ruining my life. Come on, let's, let's get a revelation here. 
I have enough of my own sins that God's working through with me without being in bondage to other people's sins by judging them and complaining about them. Let me tell you, you have enough of your own sin and you've got enough bondage in your life to be worried about other people and letting them drive you nuts. See, we focus on the things that they're doing wrong. We, we become judgmental about them, but it tears us apart and it tears the family apart, just like brothers and sisters and husbands and wives and fathers and mothers are torn apart by judgment. Friend, there is no perfect church. If there was and I went to it, it wouldn't be perfect anymore, and the same is true of you. There are no perfect people. It's an absolute given that if we say, hang on a minute, God has called me into this church, he has called me into this place, I'm going to break the pot. I'm going to go. If we put our roots down, we will experience firsthand the sins and the hurts of other people. That's the nature of the beast. We need to stop fighting that. Come on. We have strengths and weaknesses, and the next person in the church has other strengths and weaknesses. And if I am going to be a godly Christian, filled full of the Spirit of God, committed as a brother in the body of Christ... I need to accept the responsibility of saying to my brothers and my sisters, I will love you. I will love you even when you fail me. How about it? My prayer is that you've really been blessed through today's message. And through a different perspective, millions of people's lives are being touched and transformed each week around the globe. You see, God's Word is alive and active. Amen. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give today will grow to reach nearly 3,000 people with a gospel message. How incredible is that? That means that a gift today of just $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus. Amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift of support to Christianity Works today. You can give securely online at ChristianityWorks.com or call us on 1-300-722-415. That's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.